prayer uh, this evening. I do remember Sister Donna Arnold in your prayers. She's had a back set there. Uh, Sister Donna Faye was just sharing with me. And so I do remember her in your prayers. Also remember Sister Donna Faye. Her. Uh, continue to remember Brother Mike Hoggard and our family. Uh, little Lucas is uh, had another surgery. He's got a tough road ahead, it appears. Uh, some good news and, and then uh, bad news in some aspects. Good news, things went better today. Bad news, he's been running fever and he's just had uh, infections and they've just come and gone and up and down. Blood transfusions. So just, just really remember him. I'll continue to remember Jason in your prayers. Uh, also, uh, Natalie. Uh, remember Brother Jerry. Prayers, Sister Joanne, Brother Lloyd Shores, uh, Norma Whitledge, Lena Humphreys, this is Mary's sister, uh, Brother Bill and Sister Joanne, Brother Johnny uh, had some tests going, Brother Johnny Bell, so remember him, uh, remember son, grandson Justin, and then also uh, some travelers, uh, Markel Campbell, remember her, uh, Billy Walters, uh, Donna. Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, uh, Evan, and Jeff, uh, all of our missionaries abroad, and those in Ukraine, uh, Chuck, Brother Chuck, Sister Wanda, uh, Reverend Charles Chester, uh, Zach Deal, Joe and Betty Howard, uh, Grayson, uh, remember him in your prayers as well. Uh, also, remember our shut ins. Mary, Sister Bay, Sister Tawana, and Brother Junior. Uh, just lift them up in your prayers if you would. Tonight, uh, we were at therapy today, and there was a, uh, a gentleman there who was in the service, uh, dressed in uniform, uh, and he was there for surgery. I guess he was in his khakis, what they call uh, fatigues, rather. And uh, so, prayers. Uh, he was limping. And I told Ned, I said, this really bothered me uh, to see him limping, one of our soldiers. So I uh, do ask that you remember him in your prayers as well. And I know I had some others on my other prayer list, but I didn't bring that out here with me. So uh, we will ask that you remember all those and unspoken. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your love, mercy, and grace. Thanking you, dear God, for the many blessings you give us, Lord. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to be this evening. Father, I pray tonight that you just use this, Lord, for thy glory. Father, we know tonight, Father, we uh, feel short. Lord, we pray, Father, that you'd help that. Father, touch the lives, Lord, of those who are sick and afflicted. Touch those tonight, dear God, who are going through struggles of life, Lord. Father, those that are spiritually struggling, we pray, dear God, that they would lean heavily upon thee. Lord, trust in thee and cling to you. Lord, I ask you tonight that you just draw, draw us close. Lord, help us to be a light in this world. Father, touch those this evening who are shut-ins. Uh, touch those, dear God, that we don't know that may be flicked, uh, sick. Uh, Lord, we just praise you for all those, dear God, tonight who you've touched and, and worked in their lives. Lord, we praise you, Father, for the moving that you give us. And we ask you, Lord, again tonight, help us, Father, we pray. 
Give us what we need in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, go with us over to the book of Matthew chapter 1. Uh, I can't uh, tonight, I won't guarantee any length of time or unlength of time. Uh, I can just say this, that a lot of thoughts running through my mind. I don't have the time to put together some things. Uh, just, just thinking about the words thus saith the Lord 415 times in Scripture. Uh, I've been studying on some other things and just none of it felt right uh, this evening and uh, uh, didn't uh, sit through very much this week. I promise I'll do better. Uh, but in this, uh, something that just hasn't left me and, and it's not in my notes or anything like that is these few verses that I've preached on and used before. Uh, and so in Matthew chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 21. And then in a few moments, uh, we'll look at verse 23. And, uh, you know, just, just thinking about how that God has established and God has set us up. God has always had a plan for you and I. And I would tonight, I wish that people could truly comprehend the depth of desire that God has for us. The depth of love that God has for us. And, you know, when we stop to think about this, and maybe part of this is just, just thinking about today, uh, in, in the doctor's office there waiting for my therapy, uh, the, the soldier came to come in and uh, you don't know what to say or not to say sometimes, and, and I didn't say anything, but I prayed for him. I just, I'll I, I tell you the truth, uh, if, uh, if I'd have known, uh, I, I would say, if I'd have known, uh, if God had prompted me uh, to do it, I probably would have done it, but in my heart, my, my desire, I, I just really wanted to walk over there, touch him, and pray for him. You know, people don't always uh, act very responsive to stuff like that. Uh, but I, I prayed for him many ways when I seen him and seen he was living. And whenever uh, he was leaving, I, I was there and I seen him leave and he was still limping. And uh, just like myself, we got some therapy to do. Um, but, you know, they choose to do this today. Uh, men and women in service choose to do this today. God chose to do what he did for you and I. And that's why I said I wish that people would see how very important that they are to God and what, what they mean to God. And you know, tonight, uh, it's Wednesday night and, and uh, it's nice outside right now, at least right around here. You got all kinds of things that you can do besides take time to sit and listen to me or, or any preacher as far as that goes. But if you can listen to what thus saith the word Lord, listen to what the Spirit says, come to understand the value that God has placed upon your life and help others to see that same value. I, You know, this world would change. It would change. Uh, we all know the story of the birth of Christ. 
But, but look at these things here. God was speaking to Joseph, and he tells her in verse 20, tells him in verse 21, says, but, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not. Take unto thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And look at verse 21. And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. We go over to the book of John in the first chapter, and he says he came unto his own, and his own received him not. We go over and we read in the Old Testament there how many different places there that that God spoke to the children of Israel telling them that, that they would just follow him, that, that life would be great. I mean, that's the simplicity of it, that life would be great. They would have everything they needed, everything would be taken care of. And yet, uh, he promised them a deliverer, and Jesus has come. And here we find that he, he shall save his people from their sins. And you and I tonight are not uh, a Jew as far as the uh, Israelites go in this aspect unless you are uh, but we found that in the Old Testament because of what was going on there that God told them in the Old Testament that he would call on a people uh, or a people would call him whom he knew not in other words uh, the Gentiles were going to be brought into place and he said that he shall be a light to the Gentiles in Isaiah uh, in Romans chapter 11 it talks about how that the Israel uh, turned their back on God, and in the turning their back on God, God uh, gave you and I the opportunity of salvation. And so when we look at this, we can say, well, he's strictly come for the Jew, or we can say this, he came for both the Jew and the Gentile. And, and then when, when you look at this, uh, he shall save his people from their sins, uh, knowing tonight that uh, those that will accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they become his. Now, now, when we look at this, and again, tonight, uh, taking just a, a simple uh, process of this, uh, it was foretold that he was going to save people from their sins. And it was said, for he shall save his people from their sins. He is the redeeming one. I, I, I tell you tonight, church, people are looking for ways to have a better life. Well, the, the best life you can have is to give your heart and soul to Jesus uh, because He will uh, forgive your sins. Uh, I've I, I thought about and, and I've looked up the words tonight and different things trying to uh, piece this together uh, and it just never would piece together. So I'm just going to flow with the thoughts that, that as they come to me, uh, I'll put them in there. Uh, he shall save their people from their sins. Well, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come unto me, all you that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What's he wanting to do? He's wanting to take and change your life. He's wanting to save you from your sins. I take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. I charge you can't get a better rest than your sins forgiven. Uh, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, think about this. He, he's promised uh, that when we come to Him, He's going to make our lives uh, differently. When, when we think about safe, being saved from our sins, He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Uh, I looked this up, uh, even the word free, and how that we're free 
uh, from the law of sin and death through Christ Jesus. We're free uh, from bondage because of Christ Jesus. Uh, I, I looked up to words uh, thinking about what, what God uh, said there uh, in the book of Exodus there, how that he wanted his people to be, be let go. And he told Pharaoh, uh, he said, let my people go. Uh, nine times that's recorded in Scripture, let my people go. Uh, then, then I thought, well, uh, looking at there, uh, two times in those nine times, God told him, he said, let my people go that they may, or uh, if thou will not let my people go, then this curse would come upon you. Uh, but then seven times it says there, let my people go that they may serve me. And, and just think about this. God is looking for us to serve him, right? He come to seek and to save that which was lost. He, his whole purpose throughout the scripture is to show you and I that he come to save us. He, he wants to save us. He wants to free us. He wants to deliver us. Uh, the value that God has placed upon us, again, as I was saying tonight, it, it would change if people would grasp that. It would change the mindset of his folks. It would change the mindset uh, of so many lives. And people would uh, come to know the Lord. It, it would change the hearts of, or say, it would change the dynamics of the country that we're living in. But it would change the world, too. And, and I don't know how we can relate to people uh, enough for them to finally understand that God's value for their life is so much more than they can comprehend. And truly, I would even say for Christian people tonight to, to be able to understand, the Bible says, what is the breadth and the width and the height and the depth of the love of God. Uh, it's beyond our comprehension uh, in a lot, of, a lot of this aspect there, but it, it's something that I believe that if we can try and we would desire to try uh, to tell people more about the love of God for their lives, his desire to, to save them, his desire to change them, his desire to make them different. I, I know tonight that uh, if God had not done what he done in my life, uh, there's no telling what a mess I would be right now, even if whether I would even be alive right now. Uh, but because of what he did in my life, and because I understand his love for me, not that I understand it in the aspect of, uh, oh, yeah, God had to love me. But no, more of this. I understand because of what this Bible has told me, that he loves me beyond my comprehension. He loves me more uh, than I could ever understand in the depth of the love that God has for me and all the errors and sins of my life, everything that I've done wrong and whatever I will do wrong as time goes. And yet... My Bible continues to illustrate to me, the more I read it, uh, the more that God uh, loves me. Uh, in the book of 1 John, you go over there, and I, I use this a whole lot, but, but here again, in 1 John, it says, This is the message which we have heard of him, Verse John chapter, five, chapter 1, verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his sons, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But, listen to this, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's God's desire to do this. 
If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. His word and his word is not in us. And then chapter 2, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the perpetuation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And, and we just we see that God has such an infinite amount of love for us and such a desire to save us. Remember Jesus, a simple name there, if you look at it this way, uh, a simple name there, but yet we know that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. We know that uh, whenever uh, you grasp what Jesus, we're talking about, by the way, uh, but when you grasp that Jesus, the Son of God, and you, and you come to know him, it, the change and the difference that it really makes in your life, and how it moves you from one path to another path uh, because you go from the path of the flesh to the path of the spirit. You go from the path of, of your desire to the path of his desire. And, and, and I'm not saying that it's an easy thing to do every day, but I'm saying it is a possible thing. And, and we, we desire to do that. I know this when I mess up, I want to confess because I need to get things right with God. And I truly can tell you, I do not have a desire to walk away from God. I do not have a desire to turn my back on God. I do not have a desire uh, to change uh, the relationship that I have with God and, and with Christ outside of I want it to be a better one. I want to grow in it. I want to uh, prosper spiritually speaking in those things that I might be a better uh, child of God so that I can be uh, the better husband, the better dad, the better granddad, the better pastor, the better friend, the better brother. Uh, I want to be more of what God wants me to be. And the only way I know I can do that is to really reiterate to you and to me and, and cling to this, that his love for us is to forgive us and cleanse us and set us free from our sins. And his, he had such a desire in spelling it out through the word in so many different places there. Uh, think about what he said um, here in his love. Not that we loved him, but that he uh, first loved us. Uh, that's where we see the righteous or the love of God revealed there. Uh, I'm trying to think here. It's found just a few, few chapters over uh, in, 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 in First John there. Uh, but we, we see this and we understand this. First uh, John chapter 4, verse 10. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also uh, to love one another. Just, just think about it in that way there. Uh, go down to verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him. And he and God here, and we have known and believed that the love that God has to us is love, excuse me, to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him here is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because he is, so we are in this world. Uh, just think about it, church. All that God is telling us and the love that God is showing us uh, it's really a preparation for us, too, for the eternity there. Uh, and so, again, just trying to uh, give an example of that and think about this. And then the other part of this is what I was saying, too. Uh, he goes back and then he references 
of the Old Testament, and he talks there, but, but in doing so, excuse me, he, he gives us another. He said, now all this was done, in verse 22, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, and I'm back in Matthew chapter 1, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall bring forth, or shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Church, you, you can't get any better in, in the thought process this, that God is with us. Now, now think about this. Jesus came as the Son of God, and yet he said, I and my Father are one. You and I see these things. Uh, Nicodemus was smart enough in the book of John in chapter 3 uh, to say unto him, he says, uh, No man can do the things that thou dost except, he, uh, except God be with him. And, and you just uh, think about what we're looking at tonight, God with us. Well, if God is uh, with Jesus and Jesus is God, I mean, after all, First John chapter 5, verse 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. We understand that. Again, I and my Father are one. Uh, Jesus said that and there. And then when we look in John chapter 3 again, uh, verse 2, the same uh, Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night, said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. And, and we know this, that God is with him. But in this, the vital importance of it is this, uh, when he says, thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted, which means God with us. So we know that God was with Christ, and yet in Christ, God is with us. And you and I, accepting Jesus Christ, uh, we have fellowship, the Bible says, one with another and with God in this. And again, uh, I love Romans chapter 5. It's, it's, it's such a, uh, I, I just love this chapter here. He says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. And, and just think about it. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. God is with us. I mean, just think about this. God's with us in Jesus Christ, and our faith and our trust in Him brings us uh, to peace with God. Uh, you go over just a few more chapters there in in. Uh, 1 Corinthians, and, and you can read there uh, in chapter uh, 6. Going into verse 12, and it says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any meat for the belly and belly for the meat. But God shall destroy both in it, it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the, the are know ye not your bodies are the members of Christ? So I shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What know ye not that which is joined into a harlot is one body? For the two saith it shall be one flesh, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication, every 
Every sin that a man doth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which God, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God with us, us with God. Think about it there because of the work of Jesus Christ. You go over into the second uh, book of Corinthians again. Uh, going over there into chapter 6 and it, verse 11. O you Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. You are straightening us, but we are, or you are not straightening us, but we are straightened uh, in your own bounds. Now for recompense of the same, I speak as unto my children. Be ye also enlarged. Be not, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? What part of he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will be, and I will receive you, and will be your father, and ye uh, will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Just think about there again. God with us. He says you are, uh, uh, you're supposed to be members of Christ. You're supposed to be the body of Christ. Uh, what agreement hath this? Wherefore, come out and be separate, uh, the Bible says uh, there. Touch not the unclean thing, and God will be this. He said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God. Uh, you and I are supposed to be the living temple of the living God. Uh, and so when we stop to think about tonight again, God with us, not just uh, out there in the world somewhere. It's not just... Uh, some place you got to go over. I mean, either I'll put it, be honest with you. Uh, you can go visit the Vatican all you want. You're not going to find God uh, at the Vatican. He is either going to be dwelling where you are because you believe in Him, or He's going to be separated from you because you don't. Uh, you're either going to be the living temple of the living God, or you're going to be the denier of it. And, and, and truthfully, tonight, church, it's so important for us to realize the point and the message of God with us is so that you and I can live a holy life. We can live a spiritual life. I mean, after all, again, Jesus Christ uh, set us free from our sins. He's transformed us. He's renewed us. Uh, he's made us different. Uh, our lives are supposed to be completely uh, different. Uh, uh, let me back up here before I get too too far out and too tongue-tied that I, I can't remember what I'm where I'm going. see here I know God's God's got it for me I can find it real fast second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away and behold all things are become new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, uh, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed 
unto us the words of reconciliation. Now then we are the ambassadors. We, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled unto God. For he that hath made him to be sin for us who, and who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are uh, therefore workers of God. We're working together with God. Uh, if you go over into Ephesians chapter 5, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ has also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice for a sweet-smelling savor, but fornication and all uncleanness and covetous, let it not be once named among you as become a saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance with in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are the light of the Lord. Or excuse me, now are, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and having no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth come, excuse me, whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God, Think about it, church, tonight, the things that we're doing here, how that we're showing the will of God and the love of God and the grace of God and the mercies of God uh, in our lives. If you go back over uh, there, excuse me, uh, I may be going too far back there. may have missed where I was going, but I, I was thinking about the passage there where it says walk in the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 uh, was where I needed to go back to that one there. Uh, he said this in verse 13, Galatians 5, for brethren, we ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but love and serve one another. For the law is, fulf is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do you see how this lines up? Uh, what we just uh, read over here, followers of God, walk in love, uh, walk in Christ, do the things of God, be separated from the darkness, be separated from the, from the lost world, 
uh, and, and don't walk there. But, but even, even verse 16, and I know I'm jumping back and forth there, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Church, if we don't separate ourselves out, we're not going to be where we need to be. Then he says this, walk in the Spirit, in verse 16, chapter 5 of Galatians. Uh, but uh, this I say, then walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh rushes against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These, uh, And these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the lo- the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these idolatry, adultery, excuse me, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, and drunken excuse me, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of which I tell you before, as I also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. How do we do this? Uh, folks, we walk in the Spirit. And, uh, he says, And they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections and lusts. Uh, if you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be or let us not be de- a desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another, walking in the Spirit of God, God with us. Remember, so let's. And he said, we can be with Him. Uh, we can be born again, blood bought, uh, set aside, sanctified, uh, brought over into the fellowship of the Lord, and God, God will be in us, and we'll be in God. Just, just think about the, the beauty, of what's transpiring there. Uh, if you go back over into Romans and. and chapter 8 there, uh, looking at the first few verses in this chapter, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Remember, we just read uh, what happens in Galatians chapter 5 uh, to those who walk in the Spirit, you know, who are led of the Spirit. Uh, there, there's a change of attitude uh, again. And, and that was one of the things that I was thinking about when I was looking all of this up. And I was thinking about, remember, I said, uh, in Exodus chapter, uh, in Exodus there, God says uh, nine times, let my people go. Uh, why? Uh, because if you're, if you're let go from the land of bondage, from Egypt, right, you, you can serve the Lord there. And so he said that they may serve me. Uh, and so that's what God's desiring for us to do. And so therefore is there no condemnation to do entry in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, uh, but after the spirit. Another very popular place in the book of Romans that we love to read and really ought to grasp is in chapter 12 in verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, we've got to, to establish that we... Uh, are going to serve God, love God, and honor God. And in order to do that, we've got to give ourselves to the Lord. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, remember, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. And I know, again, tonight, some people would say, well, Brother Ernie, it's just a struggle. I can't keep up with it. Uh, It's too hard. Uh, and there's so many other things, but, but the truth of the matter tonight is this. If we desire to do it, we can do it. 
if we trust in God. It is possible. Why? Because God is with us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says this, there, there hath no temptation, in verse 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but what such is common to man. But God is faithful. Church, that's so key right there. God is faithful. Uh, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but with all the but will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Remember, we started off with all you that labor, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy labor, and take my yoke upon you. I shall give you rest. Just think about what he says there. That's uh, not going to be too hard for us. Christ is going to be there with us. Uh, we read in the book of Romans and other places there where it says that we that are strong ought to help bear or bear the infirmities of those that are weak or, or to help bear the burdens of others. And then he says, bear you, your own burden. We're supposed to carry that load. But then if we encourage one another and help one another, uh, we're going to help bear those loads there. But we're also going to give strength one to another. And again, the greatest way of escape was Jesus and is Jesus and will always be Jesus. He said that God is faithful. Think about this. Uh, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you uh, to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. A way. Well, what do we know about Jesus? In the book of John, in chapter 14, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Church, it's real simple tonight. God did not send his son Jesus just to be a name that people would uh, 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 talk about or throw around there. Uh, he's not supposed to be the name that's used in vain when you got mad or upset or something happens there. He's the name that you and I should be calling on. He's the name of we should be trusting in. I mean, he is the one that God sent down here uh, to show us his love, to show us his mercy, to save us from our sins. Uh, in, in that Jesus died. Uh, in John chapter 3, we, we talked about Nicodemus there. Uh, but think about what he said in verse 16 there. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him uh, should not perish, uh, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed. And the only, in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Uh, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. They did not want to come unto the Lord. They did not want to trust in the Lord. And yet the Bible tells us, again, uh, in John chapter 1, He came into His own, and His own received Him not, but as many as received Him gave He them the power to become the sons of God. And when he talks, and again, what we was talking about just a minute ago in John chapter 14, uh, they said unto him after he talked about going to the Father, Thomas saith unto him in verse 5, uh, We know not whither thou goest, how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth know ye him, and have seen him. Uh, so even they looking on Jesus has got to see the Father. They got to see the, what he, what, who he was and, and what he meant to him. And church, I'm just telling you tonight, uh, we can look at this thing and, and think about these things uh, all the time there, but it is just absolutely the outpouring of God to show you and I his love, his desire to be with us, his desire to work with us, his desire to work through us. 
I'll, I'll close with reading this out of the book of John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit is taken away, and every branch that beareth it, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Look at verse 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. The word of God which Jesus Christ spoke unto you and I is our salvation. It is our saving grace. It is the message of love from God to you and I. And I said I'd close with that, but, but let me grab one more out of the book of John. I love this chapter here in chapter 17. Uh, and, and Jesus is praying for his disciples. In verse 15, he said, or back up to verse 13, he said, And now I come to thee, and these things speak I in the world, that they might have my joy uh, fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not in the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They... There are, excuse me, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Church, tonight, of truth, when I read this, and, I, and I, like I said, to just try to grasp and understand what God was trying to reveal to us when he says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. What a, what a message of hope and faith and grace that we have there. But then to put it in another manner, in verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Church, God is truly desiring to be with you and I, and he sent his son Jesus Christ to make it possible. Uh, I appreciate your patience, your prayers, your understanding tonight. I appreciate what God has done. and We've read a lot of scripture, but uh, the long and the short of it is this. God loves us far more than we comprehend. God desires us to be with him far more than we comprehend. And if we could just wrap our arms around that, wrap our mind around that, uh, church, we'd desire to be with God uh, so much the more. And so that's my prayer tonight, is that we would pray that hearts would be changed, lives would be say i do praise god for the salvation of the soul that we've had in christian accepting the lord uh and so i'm so thankful for that i give god glory and praise for that so now we're praying for another we're praying for a backslider to get uh right with god um and you say well brother ernie you got the one what why are you going because i'm not satisfied with one and i don't think god is either and so you know i praise him for the one but i know Bible tells us the field is white and ready of harvest. Uh, folks, there, there's plenty to do. There's plenty of lost folks to be saved. We just got to do our part praying for them. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Lord, help us tonight to be that which we need to be, to do that which we need to do. Again, thank you, Lord, tonight for, for just working through us, dear God. Lord, knowing tonight that we're unworthy. God, we're just, we're not worthy. And yet you choose to use us. 
Father, tonight I can't praise you enough for that. I can't thank you enough for what you've done in my life. And I just ask you, Lord, Father, help us to be light in this lost and darkened world. And help us to be faithful and true to you. Lord, I pray, Father, again, touch those that are sick and afflicted. Touch those, Father, in need. And help them each and every one, Lord, draw close to thee. And we'll give you glory. We'll give you honor. We'll give you praise in Jesus' holy name. And an amen. Amen. Pray that God will keep you safe and help us to be back together at the next appointed time if he so desires. I hope to see folks Sunday morning. God bless you. We love you.